Amen. Well, good morning, everybody. Pastor Josh here. Uh, good to see all of you guys online this morning. And uh, if you have a copy of God's Word, go ahead and open it up to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2 is where we're going to be this morning. And uh, the sermon title is The Child Who Softens and Satisfies. And um, as we get into God's Word, I just want to... Uh, just to let you know about a couple more things. Um, I want to remind you that we're going to be doing Christmas caroling next Sunday. And uh, that's next Sunday at 4.30 p.m. And uh, we're going to be sending out caroling groups um, to the elderly in our church and to the elderly in our community. And we think it's going to be a pretty amazing time. And we would encourage you to sign up for that. You can do that online. You can do that through our LWF community group. Um, you can just let us know you're coming. You can just show up to the Indianola Heights Christian Church next Sunday, and we'll get you into a group. We will uh, sing, make a joyful noise. Uh, we'll have carols, you know, Christmas carols assigned to each group, and then uh, we'll definitely assign you a place to go as well. So we're really excited about that. Also, a special thank you to Julie McDaniel, our Kids Ministries Director, and Jake Smith, who has worked very uh, diligently on the tech side of things. We want to give thanks and praise to God for them and all the other amazing volunteers that helped put together the uh, kids' Christmas program. And so what they did was they recorded the program uh, last Saturday and they edited that into a video that will be premiering at 10 a.m. at the physical service at AMC. And then we will also be dropping that service uh, video, that Christmas program video online probably early afternoon. So you want to keep your eyes out for that. We're very thankful uh, to Julie, who loves and cares for our children so well. And uh, she does a great job leading our kids' ministries in, in a very crazy year that has been unlike any other. Julie made an effort, unlike any other, uh, to make this program happen. So we're very, very thankful for that. And uh, yeah, you'll be able to see that on YouTube this afternoon, so I hope that will be a joy to you. We'll have it posted so you can uh, share away with families and family and friends, um, and that should be a really great thing. So anyway, uh, we are going to read a few verses here in Luke chapter 2. We're going to read verse 20. We're going to read verses 28 through 30, and then we are going to read verse 38 of Luke chapter 2. So starting in verse 20, it says, The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. And if you skip down to verse 28, it says, He, that is Simeon, took Jesus into his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation. And if you skip down to verse 38, it says this, and coming up at that very hour, she, that is Anna, began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. Praise God for the reading and the hearing of his word. Let's pray together. Father, we're so thankful that we can be together as a church family online. Lord, we're thankful that we can gather um, around your word and we're thankful, God, that your word during this Advent season is exactly what we need. We need Jesus Christ, the baby, the child who comes to soften our hearts, 
and to satisfy our souls. And God, we ask that this word would be powerful to every person who hears it, Lord. I pray for the person who is far from God, doesn't know God, doesn't know Jesus. Lord, I pray that they would be drawn into this story of Jesus Christ, that they would be saved even this morning. And I pray, God, for every believer who's been saved for maybe a little bit of time, maybe a really long time. God, may you satisfy their souls this morning as well. And we pray that your truth would go out in Jesus' name. Amen. So the cynical and skeptical heart might say, what good is a kid's program anyway? You know, the cynic among us or the critical spirit might say, well, what, what can children really teach me? I mean, what good are babies and children in my life? I mean, there might be a cynical spirit on a kid's program Sunday that might say, well, I don't really, I don't really get into kid's programs because, I mean, what can they really teach me anyway? Like Scrooge of old, some of you this morning might be saying, bah, humbug. Um, a kid's program, a kid's Christmas program is not meant to warm up your intellect. It's meant to warm up your heart. And a kid's Christmas program is not meant to fill your wallet with money. A kid's program is meant to fill up your soul with hope for the next generation. Um, I want to take a quick devotional look this morning in Luke chapter 2 to see that Jesus, this baby, this deity wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, wants to show us this morning the very power of God through him. Um, the old Christmas hymn asks the question, what child is this? that laid to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? That's a great question. What child is this? I think the shepherds asked that question. I think Simeon and Anna asked this question. What child is this in front of me? Um, I believe as we look very briefly at Luke 2 into God's word, we're going to see the stories of the shepherds and we're gonna see the stories of Simeon and Anna, these old saints of God. And we're going to see clearly that Jesus, this child, is God who softens our hearts and satisfies our souls. Jesus softens, and you can see this in verse 20. Um, but the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. Now the shepherds keeping watch over their flock by night, were herdsmen, not scholars, okay? So these shepherds, there's a long history of shepherds in the Old Testament, okay? The patriarchs were shepherds. Uh, the most famous shepherd probably in the Old Testament is King David, who was a shepherd as a boy, and he grew up um, looking after sheep. So, like, you can look at the Old Testament and say, well, shepherds were highlighted, but generally speaking, generally speaking, um, shepherds were generally hard men. Uh, shepherds were blue-collar workers who were hardened by the wind and the rain and the terrain and the exhausting seven-day-a-week job that, that consumed their lives and kept them away from synagogue worship on Saturdays. So they weren't even good churchgoers. Um, shepherds were generally hard and blue-collar. 
And so for these men to see angels and to come and worship Jesus is absolutely remarkable. And what is more remarkable is in verse 20, where we find them lifting up their voices with shouts and praises to God. I mean, can you imagine seeing that scene? The, these hardened weather, you know, hardened men walking back to their fields, shouting praises to God, singing songs to God for all that they had seen and heard in Bethlehem. Um, it reminds me of Psalm 100 verse 4, where the psalmist says, Come into his courts with thanksgiving and come into his house with praise. Uh, you, can, you can almost feel that. These men had their hearts melted by Jesus Christ. Seeing this baby Messiah, this salvation face to face, softened their hearts of stone. And you got to think about it, you know, seeing a host of angels in the sky didn't hurt anything either. But these guys, these hardened men were softened. And you know, Jesus has this habit of softening hearts, doesn't he? He has this habit of taking hard hearts and melting them to be soft. And uh, he can melt the hardest hearts of stone. I mean, consider that wee little man, Zacchaeus in Luke 19, who, who at the end of his experience with Jesus Christ said, Lord, I'm going to pay back everybody that I owe money to plus some. I mean, you don't just turn around a guy who's hardened by money, but Jesus does it. Um, consider the man, the hardened criminal, who hung next to Jesus on the cross in Luke 23, who said this, he said this to Jesus, Jesus, remember me, remember me when you come into your kingdom. This hardened man who had lived a life of sin, and sin that was so grotesque that it required a cross of crucifixion. And he looked at Jesus and he said, Lord, with a tender heart, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus can take the most unlikely. He can take the most hardened blue-collar worker. He can take the most hardened addict. He can take the roughest and, and most um, hardened adult, and he can melt those hearts in a moment. Um, perhaps that's you this morning. Perhaps you are like the shepherds. You have had a hard heart. You came into this digital space with a hard heart this morning. And I don't know what it is. I mean, good night. It might just be 2020. You're living through this year and you're hardened by lots of things that you see around you. You got a hard heart. It's starting to become calloused and you came into this service space with a hard heart toward God and toward man. Well, I want to tell you this morning that Jesus sees you and Jesus loves you and he can melt your heart of stone. He can do it. Um, over 20 years ago, he melted my heart of stone on July 6, 1999. And I know that he can do the same for you this morning. All it takes is one look. It takes one look at Jesus Christ and he can soften you. And I think that's what happened to the shepherds as they saw the baby Jesus. So not only does Jesus soften, but Jesus satisfies. And you can see this in verse 28 through 30 with Simeon. And you can see it in verse 38 with Anna. So these two elderly saints take center stage in verses 22 through 38 of Luke 2. And their names are Simeon and Anna. Um, as a baby, Jesus was presented to the Lord in the temple. 
And Simeon was a righteous and devout man. And you can read about that in verse 25. In verse 25, he's called a righteous and devout man. He was looking for the Messiah. And God had actually promised Simeon that he wouldn't die until he saw the Messiah. You can see that in verse 26. And so um, Simeon, what he did when he found Jesus and Joseph and Mary, he scooped up Jesus into his arms in verse 28, and he blessed God. He blessed the Lord. He started worshiping God as he took him into his arms. Um, John MacArthur says it this way. He says, it is hard to imagine how thrilled Simeon must have been when he realized that all of God's promises had come true and they were literally in his arms. All the promises of God existing in this baby Jesus and he is holding Christ in his arms and he blesses the Lord. And then he says in verse 30, for my eyes have seen your salvation. God, you can dismiss me with peace. That is an amazing statement of worship. In a word, Simeon was satisfied with God and all that God was for him as he held this baby king. As Simeon was declaring his worship and prophecy over Jesus, an 84-year-old saint, a woman, a prophetess named Anna, came up and joined this little circle. And Anna was a widow. She was a devout worshiper of God. And in Anna's name, I don't know if you know this, but Anna's name means grace. That's pretty powerful. Her name means grace, and she certainly lived up to it in this scene. She had been fasting and praying for years, okay? And she had been fasting and praying in such a way that the Messiah would come. She was hoping to see Messiah. And all of a sudden, here was Messiah, whom she had been fasting for and praying for for her whole life, basically, and she saw him face to face. And, and her response was one of joyful worship to God. She started worshiping God in verse 38. And she started telling everybody in the temple about the, the, the Messiah who had come. Those who had been waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. Anna was like, it's here. It's here. So her worship overflowed into evangelism as she shared um, this beautiful, satisfying message. In a word, you could say Anna was satisfied in Jesus. And it brings to mind another Christian hymn that we sing at this time, a Christmas hymn that says, The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. No doubt if that hymn was around, Anna probably would have been singing it at that point. And so did you know that just like Simeon and just like Anna of old, Jesus still satisfies hearts today. He still does it. Um, and he especially does this with the hearts of older saints. As, as one ages, and you can probably give me an amen on this, as one ages and gets older, the ability to be truly satisfied physically, spiritually, and emotionally is elusive and it's almost impossible. As you get older, can I get an AARP amen? All right, give me one of those. The longer someone lives, the more clear it becomes to them that the world and all the materials that this world can provide for someone does not satisfy the soul. Um, it's something that as we age, especially in the age of 2020, as we get older, 
right? Whether you're older age, middle age, or younger age, and you're getting older, if there's anything we need this morning, we need to understand that all that this world can give, all the materials that this world can provide cannot satisfy the heart and the soul of man. Um, There's a gal at this church that I'm preaching at right here, Indianola Heights Christian Church. There is a gal named Sherry. And Sherry reminds me a lot of Anna. Um, Sherry has wept tears of joy as she has um, known and, and has helped facilitate the reality of our youth group meeting in this building. She has wept tears of joy and she has said, and I quote, it's just such a joy to me, tears coming down her face, to know that young people will be in this building again hearing about Jesus. Um, just the other day, Sherry teared up on, it was just Thursday, when we talked about doing baptisms in the baptismal right behind me, and we're scheduling our next baptism service for January 17th, and she was tearing up as we were talking about it, because I said, hey, Sherry, how, how long has it been since someone has been baptized in this baptismal in this church? And she started to tear up, and she said, it's been nine years since we've seen a baptism here in this church. And she, she, here's what Sherry knows. Sherry knows what Anna knew. That the most important thing in this life, the only thing that lasts, is Jesus Christ. He's the only one that, ma- that matters. Salvation from sin and spiritual transformation that takes place in him is the only thing that lasts. Nothing else lasts in this world. So as we wrap up this Christmas program morning, I hope you'll watch the program later today, I want you to know that Jesus softens. Here's a question for you. Has Jesus softened your heart this morning? Is he softening you this morning? Is he taking a hard heart of stone and making it a soft heart of flesh? Um, When you watch the kids program, I want you to think about that. And I want you to to think about this message this morning. And I want you to say, if God is softening your heart this morning, I want you to say thank you to God. It's so easy to have a hard heart. It's so easy to have a calloused heart. But it is so beautiful when Jesus Christ begins to soften someone's heart. And if you're here this morning and you are sensing that God is starting to soften you even now, I want you to give thanks to God for that. And if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want to invite you to trust him this morning as your personal Lord and Savior. I'm going to invite you to repent of your sins. And I'm going to invite you to soften your heart towards him and say, I need salvation. I need forgiveness. I need eternal life. I need to ask Jesus Christ to become my Lord and Savior. And God will take out your heart of stone, and he will give you a heart of flesh, and he'll give you eternal life. Jesus Christ softens. Jesus Christ also satisfies. He satisfies souls. And my question to you this morning is, has he satisfied your soul this morning? Um, When you watch the kids program later today, I hope you will be encouraged that the next generation will indeed carry the gospel to the ends of the earth. That, That is our heart as Christians. We will find satisfaction only in that, not your Christmas presents, not your tree, 
Not your, not your, all your stuff, not your material wealth. The only thing that will satisfy our souls is when we see the next generation carrying the banner for Christ. Another thing just to think through, if you're an older Christian, if you're an older saint, I want to talk to you. If you're an older saint and an older Christian, I want you just to be reminded again, your greatest satisfaction in life will be Jesus Christ. His salvation in your life, his, his, his guarantee of heaven being your home, and you watching the Christmas program this morning and saying, praise God, the next generation after I'm dead and gone, the next generation will be carrying the banner of the gospel to the ends of the earth. That's the only thing that's going to satisfy you. Not anything else. And so, as we close, Jesus softens hearts and Jesus satisfies souls. I hope it's true of you this morning. God bless you. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this word in Luke 2. Thank you, God, for the beauty and the reality that this baby Jesus, this child Jesus, softens the hearts of hardened sinners. And Lord, I pray that Jesus, even as I preach, you'd be softening hearts everywhere, in, in living rooms and, in, and on screens everywhere, Lord. You'd be softening people's hearts to who you are, God. And I pray that you would soften people to the point of salvation, that they might be saved through Jesus, that they might give their heart to Jesus this morning. And Lord, I pray and um, ask that you would do that for your glory. I also pray, Lord, that you would satisfy the hearts of saints. Lord, just like Simeon and Anna of old, Lord, would you satisfy the hearts of believers who are getting older and Lord, may our satisfaction rise as we see baby Jesus, child Jesus, God, baby Jesus. And Lord, may we find our greatest satisfaction is in him. Forgiveness of sins, home in heaven, and the gospel going to the next generation. Lord, may you satisfy us in great ways. May you use your word this morning in our hearts, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for tuning in. We love you guys. Church, we love you. We can't wait to see you again. And uh, if you're coming to the 10 a.m. service, we will see you there at AMC for the uh, kids program premiere. God bless you. Have a great day. We'll talk to you really soon.